Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Terdon DeBeau, and we're going to talk about Clubhouse strategy. And if you've been thinking about Clubhouse and you're like, I don't really know, I'm telling you, this is the one for you to listen to because you're going to walk away with an awesome strategy. By the way, want to reach me? I am at Stelzner on Instagram. And are you on Clubhouse? Follow the Social Media Examiner Club every Saturday morning. We go live and you have a chance to interact with me and my awesome guests. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to subscribe slash follow this show so you don't miss our future content. By the way, are you looking for creative ways to sell more to your prospects and existing customers? Have you thought about improving your email strategy, but you've been limited by your existing platform? Wish you could easily create sophisticated workflows and automations that effortlessly grow your business? This is the power of Drip, the same platform that Social Media Examiner relies on every day. With a single click, you can add workflow templates that handle cart abandonment, email customers on their birthday with special offers, easily run split tests, and so much more. And for power users, you can set up custom lead scores that enable you to message your most valuable prospects or customers. Plus, Drip integrates natively with dozens of marketing tools so you can track video views, enable one-click webinar registrations, and offer limited-time upsells. If you can dream it, there's a good chance Drip can handle it. And unlike those other platforms, Drip makes it really easy. Consider upgrading to the very same platform we've been using for years. Visit drip.com slash SME and start your free 60-day trial. You'll also find a free guide that shows you what's possible with Drip and e-commerce. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. And now for this week's interview with Turdan Debo, Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Turdan Debo. If you don't know who Turdan is, you need to know who she is. She is a clubhouse expert and business growth strategist. Her course is called Clubhouse to Cashflow. Turdan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Today, Turdan and I will explore how businesses can benefit from Clubhouse. And Turdan, you have an amazing story. So before we get into Clubhouse, 
start wherever you want to start, but let's spend a little bit of time understanding how in the world you got to Clubhouse and tell us the story. Sure. Well, back in the archaic days of the platform, which was only about five months ago, I received a text message from my good friend Shayla, and she was inviting me to join the latest social media frenzy, also known as, of course, Clubhouse. Now, I have to be totally honest, Mike, and I pray that my digital marketing colleagues and the social media marketers don't consider this blasphemy, but I didn't want to entertain another social media platform. You're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) seriously I was already snapping my chats grams were coming in in the instant my face was booked and I was two June bug challenges away from being ticked from the talk (laughs) hey now that's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) like any of the great marketing maniacs who are striving to become the neos of the matrix I went on ahead I downloaded the app I accepted the invitation I scrolled down the hallway I entered my first room that stood out to me. And I hopped in a conversation. Okay. Pause right here for a second. Okay. We're going to scroll back now. We're going to come back to this, but I want to know what you were doing before Clubhouse. Okay. So put a bookmark in this amazing story. Tell us who Terdon DeBeau was before Clubhouse ever happened. Like what was your business? What were you doing? Sure. So before Clubhouse, the last seven years, I've been a business growth strategist, a coach, and a speaker, uh, and a digital marketing agency owner. And how that all started is one day when I was filming the pilot of a show that I was working on here called What's Good Cleveland, a show that I thought of with a partner of mine at the time. The day that we were shooting the pilot episode, I said, can you please take me over here to my job so I can get my check. And he said, okay, come on, let's go. And so I go in there and I walk in and the manager says to me, Hey, we need to talk to you. Uh And I don't know if any guys could identify with this, but it's just like a girl, you know, your girlfriend saying, you know, honey, we need to talk. And you know, that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) And so I went in there and they ended up firing me and it was my day off. And I'm just like, wow, I'm getting fired on my day off. Wow. And from that point, I was like, what am I going to do? At the time, my three children were very, very young. Their father had passed away. So the responsibility was on me. And from that point, I had already been, I had gone to school for graphic design. I had already been studying digital marketing. I was interning at the time as well for a digital marketing agency. And I just knew it was time to take that leap of faith. And I jumped out there and I, I went into my business full time. And that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. And it was just me at the time, pretty much more as a freelancer. But now I have an agency of, well, now it's growing to 15 people. I just added some more people to my team. And so sweet. that's what I've been doing. Okay. So get us back to the story. So it's the first day, right? It is the first day. Isn't it the first day on Clubhouse? And what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so my first day on there, I, I, like I said, I, I jumped in a room, uh, they're scrolling through the hallway and I listened to the conversation and to be completely honest, I just didn't get it. I felt like it was like an old conference call line, but it had moderators and a live audience and hand raising. And I mean, I know we as humans, we have an infatuation with remixing and revamping and recreating things, but it really felt like it was too much. It was like 
mating a rotary telephone and an iPhone 12. <laughs> like I really just didn't get it. <laughs> okay. So then so, what happened? So two days later, I text my friend Shayla. I wanted to thank her for the invite because back then that was a badge of true friendship because you only got one invite. What month was this, by the way, approximately? This was November. November of 2020. Okay. So you were in a couple of weeks before me because I went in on December 5th. And just for the record, like it's not even a year old at this point, right? So you went back right. to your friend and what did you tell her? I explained to her, I said, I, I really do see the potential, but I really can't figure out how this whole thing works. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just walk into a room and raise my hand and, and speak? And she explained to me, she said, this is more like a voice version of the GroupMe app. And I was like, oh, okay. But the thing was, I never used GroupMe either. So I still was confused. <laughs> and so after that, I, I still, I was like, okay, I'm determined to figure this out because it seemed like it really could be cool. I started showing up every day and I was stumbling and fumbling my way through the rooms. And over the years, I, I've taught a lot of classes and I've spoken at a bunch of events, but this was a whole new world. So I had to work on my 22nd introduction. I had to work on, you know, raising my hand and and understanding how to read the room and and really understand how to speak on virtual stages all day long. And also it was really about networking too, because with Clubhouse is more of a collaborative experience. It really pays to take the time to get to know people and network with them. And so I became a student of the Clubhouse University, basically. Somewhere along the line, we connect. So do you remember that story? Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely remember that story. Tell everybody what happened. <laughs> sure. So after, you know, spending all this time, 11, 12, 13 hours a day on the platform, what I realized was that, you know, it pays to really pay attention to who is in the room. It really matters who is in the room because you never know who is going to be in the room. And I was on a stage, I would say about 40 people. And by then I was a pro because I was four weeks in at that time, or maybe like maybe just three or four weeks in. Well, and we should say at that point, you kind of decided you were going to put your flag in the clubhouse sand, right? Absolutely. By that point, I had determined that I was going to be an expert of clubhouse and I was going to uh, create the community I, I created. And I don't even remember what I was speaking about that day when you came into the room, but I just remember clicking on your your bio because literally that's the only thing you have to do is click on someone's profile picture and read the bio on there. And when I saw who you were, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. And so I just kind of straightened up and I gave the best value that I knew to give in that moment. And I think you probably clicked on my profile as well and saw what I was doing with Clubhouse Daily. And the next thing I know, you reached out to me on Instagram and you said, I like the way that you're positioning yourself on Clubhouse. And that was my moment. I just jumped in and I said, hey, do you want to collaborate and do a room together? And an hour later, we were doing a room. And that day just blew my mind. I'm like, wow, what kind of world is this where you can really be in a room with someone who you uh, respect and who's doing such great things and then be collaborating with them on a whole online event an hour later. Yeah. And that was probably in December, right? Does that sound about right? That was December. Yes. So take us up to the present. What's the rest of your story? What are you doing now? So you have a Facebook group. Let's talk about that a little bit. 
Exactly. Really, when I got on Clubhouse and I was really studying it, I realized like I'm in a room listening and engaging with other subject matter experts in their respective fields, and they're giving whole masterclasses and holding masterminds that would cost tens of thousands of dollars, and they were doing it for free. And so that's when the light bulb clicked for me. And that's when the rest of the world went dark for me, too, because I was literally on Clubhouse most of my day. My family is just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you on there? Why are people talking? They just didn't understand it. But it was consuming a lot of my day. And I was working on establishing a space in the culture of Clubhouse. And so what I began to notice is that there were a lot of rooms that were overly saturated with other digital marketers and brand experts. And so I knew that I had to find a creative way to stand out. And I still wanted to fit into the Clubhouse culture. So I encouraged my clients and my colleagues, I told them to go ahead and join the app and to meet me in the room so that they can benefit and really give me their feedback on how they liked it. And so when I began to ask them for their feedback on how they liked the platform, uh, basically, I was really gathering a live case study to see how I can use Clubhouse to fill in a gap or a need. And so they were telling me like they love Clubhouse. They were like, it's great. Uh, but I really wanted to know what don't you like about the platform? And so that's when I got hit with the avalanche of different things that people weren't liking about it. And it was like hating that the rooms weren't being recorded and they having the inability to effectively listen and take notes. Um, Some people said that it was necessary and they saw the value in it, but they didn't have time to be there all day, balance their family and run a business. And so that's really when the epiphany hit me. I was going to stand out by creating a community space outside of the platform where Clubhouse problems and solutions would be met because there were a lot of people that wanted to get collaborations, but they didn't know with who. And then some knew who they wanted to collaborate with, but they didn't know how. And then some people knew how, but they, when they got the opportunity to collaborate with the person, they didn't know what to do with it. So I was determined to build a clubhouse like Epicenter that answered the who, the what, the when, the where, and the whys of clubhouse. And that's when I went into the mode of what am I going to name this thing? And so it went from clubhousevip.com to leveluponclubhouse.com. I, I went through clubhousetocash.com, getting cash out of clubhouse.com. And 45 domains later, <laughs> oh my gosh, that, that, that I have, uh, I realized that I had been missing the trees for the forest. I was on Clubhouse daily at that point. And I was collaborating with people there daily. And I was adding value to people who were in Clubhouse daily. So really the most intelligent name that I can find was clubhousedaily.com. And that's how it all began. Sweet. Well, this is an amazing story. And from the moment, you know, the few hours that Turdon impressed me on Clubhouse, and then eventually we've now gone live on Clubhouse quite a few times together. Uh, She's been in a lot of rooms with me, You've been a guest on my social media marketing talk show, if I'm not mistaken, and we've talked about Clubhouse. I'm correct on that, right? You've even flown into studio to film some YouTube videos for our YouTube channel. So Trudon is the real deal when it comes to Clubhouse. And that's why I'm excited to bring her to everybody today. So fascinating story. There's still some people listening right now that are questioning whether their business or whether they you know, representing their business should be on Clubhouse. What do you want to say to those people who maybe don't understand the value proposition of Clubhouse? 
Yeah, I know that a lot of businesses and I talk to so many people and I hear the same things. A lot of businesses are apprehensive because of the time that it takes. Some don't want to learn a, a new social media platform, just like you, just like I didn't want to when we came across Clubhouse. But that's the thing, though. What I'm finding out is that Clubhouse is not really just another social media platform. Uh, Clubhouse, when it's used correctly, is really one of the most effective and efficient virtual marketing tools to date. It gives you really a, a fast way to have organic traffic and on-demand traffic. And I coined that term because I really haven't seen anything quite like that. Any other platform that you use, it's pay to play. Like you have your Google ads or your Facebook ads, you have your pay-per-click, you have YouTube ads. But Clubhouse is the one tool that you don't have to run and chase down your target market every time you log on. Your market is already there and they're running to you, running to your rooms to actually engage in a conversation. And I don't know how much people pay for their ads, but to me, when, you, when you're able to save a dollar, then you're able to make more dollars in your business. And so I think about Clubhouse beforehand. I mean, I think about before Clubhouse came into existence, if you wanted to do an offline event or an online event, then your marketing team had to create marketing materials. You had to promote it. You had to secure locations. You have to run email marketing campaigns. You have to ensure that people actually show up to it. You hire your event planners and you're coordinating details and you're accounting for, you know, things that could go wrong. And just like calculating all the cost of accommodating 2,500 people in a building, you have to deduct that from your potential profits. And I know you know about that from having your, your conference every year. Now, I want business owners to think about like, what if you had a tool that you could put 2,500 people in a room with not even a fraction of that cost, with actually like none of that cost? <laughs> That's what Clubhouse is. Clubhouse is that tool. Well, and to add some other fuel to the fire, if you will, metaphorically, Clubhouse is a great content creation vehicle for those of you listening that create content. And what's great about it is it's so much easier than live video because there's no video. And it's got a certain kind of serendipitous awesomeness to it when it's done well, because you can very easily bring someone to a conversation. For example, as we're recording this, I'm going to be bringing uh, Jay Bear and Mari Smith uh, this coming Saturday, which will be in the past when everybody listens to this. And we're going to talk about marketing strategy. And we're going to take a lot of questions from the audience. That will be the bulk of it, live Q&A from the audience. And it just makes it really, really easy for someone to show up because all they need is a pair of headsets like AirPods and their phone they don't need to get camera ready. And it's just a really, really awesome way to create content. And another side of it is it's also a really good way to develop that know, like, and trust with your audience. Absolutely. Wouldn't you agree, Turdon? Because like you can connect with people so much more quickly in real life, quote unquote, than virtually on social. And this is as close to real life as you're going to get because you're actually talking to people. Would you agree with me on that? I absolutely agree with you. Uh, it, it really allows you to have an attentive audience and connect with your audience without having having to like really sell them on being your audience. And I agree with you. Like you can really go in with your brand story. You can increase visibility if you don't have it there. Um, and then the curated conversations, I think that's the part that makes it so authentic. And when it comes to businesses, we see, like you said, a lot of curated content. And this is 
these are things that are planned out with content calendars and they're shot ahead of time and they're they're already produced. And so with this, it's less produced and people can really connect to who you are with full authenticity and transparency. And you can hear them as well. You can hear what they have to say and you can hear what their concerns are and you can hear what they desire from whatever market you're in. Okay. So there's a million other things we could talk about related to Clubhouse. And for people that want to have the basics, uh, I do definitely recommend you check out the other podcast episode I did on Clubhouse with Nikki Saunders and Ed Newsbaum, which is kind of a high level introduction to to Clubhouse. But what we're going to talk about today, Jordan and I, is strategy. So, uh, so many people are not having a strategy on Clubhouse. And I think, Jordan, you would agree with me that your time is your most valuable asset. So you want to be intentional about how you use it on the platform. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people go to the platform and they spend a lot of time, but as a business owner, you have to be smart about what you're doing. And so it's really investing your time and really investing it in a way that makes sense and can strategically align with your your overall goals. So for all the marketers out there and business owners, what I want you to do is realize you don't need to be the owner, right? You just can be a voice representing the brand. Correct. Um, but yes, what we're going to talk correct. about today is strategy. So at a high level, turn on, you've developed a strategy. Maybe you can just introduce what it is at a very high level, and then maybe we can dig in on some of the tenets of it, if you will. Sure. So at a high level, it's real simple. My clubhouse strategy is one word that all businesses know, need, and want, but they a lot of times they have limited knowledge on how to secure it, and that's profit. Um, but profit for me is not just a word. It's an acronym strategy that stands for positioning, the return on your intention, your offers, your funnel formula, your intentional traffic and sales, and tracking the data. For the sake of time today, I know that we're going to talk about the first three of those. Yeah. So why don't you just give us a little one sentence on each of these things? Like, just give us like, okay, positioning means this, return on intention means this. Just go through like each of those at a macro level, and then we'll dig in on on the positioning one in a little more detail, just so people can wrap a story in their brain about what profit means. Sure. So the positioning is really how people perceive you or how people experience you on any platform or with anything that you're doing within your within your business or however, whatever your capacity is. It's really the way that people see you and they view you because it's how your messaging is, is how well you know your audience. It is how you're showing up with the consistency of what you're creating online. And then with the return on intention, when you go to Clubhouse, it's really important to know what your intention is for being there. Of course, our intention is always to add value first. But in addition to that, you have to know what what is it that you're going to do on Clubhouse that is going to add to your overall strategy as well. Um, as far as the offer is concerned, there are going to be people that when they hear you speak, they're going to want to continue the conversation or deepen a relationship with you. So having something in place that you can give to them in exchange for their information is important. And then having a funnel uh, which is the F, a funnel will allow people to take a series of steps with you in their journey that will allow them to deepen the relationship with you, allow them to see you as the authority, and then make a decision to then 
further engage with you. Usually that is with purchasing your products or services. And then from there, it's about the intentional traffic and conversion. So how you are helping them to understand that you are the best at what you do or you are the authority there and and also tracking the data, which is really, really key because there's a lot of data that can be tracked with what you're doing on Clubhouse. And so being able to track that so you can continue to to optimize what you're doing or continue to improve what you're doing or continue to pivot and make your strategy better is also important. Okay. So the acronym is PROFIT and P is positioning. R is return on intention. O is the offer. F is the funnel. I is the intentional traffic and conversion. And T is tracking the data. So let's zoom in on positioning. And what's great about this is this this conversation probably transcends Clubhouse a little bit, doesn't it? So it does. So talk mm-hmm. to us about what do we need to know about positioning? And then what do we need to know specifically about how that works on Clubhouse? Okay, so I'll just tell the story about how I use this within Clubhouse. Uh, When I created Clubhouse Daily, I really wanted to make it the Amazon of Clubhouse needs because we know Amazon calls themselves the everything store. So I wanted to make sure that all the resources that were available could be found in the group. I wanted to make sure that any applications can be found there. Um, any of the business subject matter experts that I was finding, I wanted them to be in the group. Anything that you needed in, in regard to Clubhouse, I wanted to have it. And so I wanted to position myself as a solution-oriented authority and not just a help center. So I ensured that even on Clubhouse and off Clubhouse, because as we know, uh, when people find you on one platform, they tend to go to your other platforms as well to see what you're curating there. And what I did is I ensured that my content, my messaging, and my marketing were very, very clear and that my collaborations were intentional. And it's not really easy without proper planning to do this because a lot of times you're not quite sure how you show up or how people perceive you. But if you are clear about what you want to be known for, about what problems that you're solving, about how you plan on standing out or being different, then that's when people see you as an authority in that way. So when I put my flag in the sand, as you said, with Clubhouse Daily, then I really raised my hand to say like, hey, I'm an expert with Clubhouse. And so anything that you need when in regard to any questions or anything, any resources, then you can come to me. And so that's what positioning does, because even with our connection, because you saw that in my my bio or uh, heard something that I said, it allowed you to see like, okay, maybe she knows something more than I know because I'm new to the app because you came, you know, a few weeks after me. And even with that, we were able to, I was able to share what I knew as I was continuing to learn other things as well. Okay. couple of little things I want to dig in on this. First of all, the bio. Let's talk about that because there's going to be plenty of times and people that are not active on clubhouse don't know this where you're just up on stage, but you're not talking because someone else is talking. Right. So explain why that bio is so important and how that's used for people that maybe don't live like we do on clubhouse. Sure. So there really is when, when you're in a room with a, a bunch of people, there really is only two actions that you can take. Oh, well, three, I'll say three is you can see their profile. You can click on that and then you can hear them speak. And so like Mike was saying, so if you're not speaking, then usually someone is going to your bio and your bio 
is really telling them everything that they need to know about you, but without being quite a resume, because we have LinkedIn where it's really more of a professional resume, but with Clubhouse, the bio is important because that is a big part to the positioning there. You want to be able to share your story, give any pertinent information that allows people to see that you are in fact an expert or an authority or just whatever it is that you do or want to be known for. Sometimes you don't want to be considered as an expert, but you can be positioned for what you want to be known for. Maybe you are a great stay-at-home mom with your kids. You could put that in your bio as well so people know you for that. And then when they hear you speak, it just really solidifies what you put in your bio. And having that in place, having the ways that you want to connect with other people on Clubhouse on your bio, um, and then having the topics that you love to talk about is really Another great thing, too, because then when people want to think about collaboration and they see the topics that are listed in your bio, then they'll know to come to you for those things. Yeah. And it's really important, uh, everyone listening, to understand that you don't just have to go and create your own rooms and start hosting them. You can actually participate in other people's rooms. Right, turn on, and you can very easily grow a following and have people connect to you. And this can be part of your strategy. There's a lot of our friends that are not actively hosting rooms, but are still blowing up because they're participating in other rooms. Would you agree? Oh, yes, I definitely agree with that. I actually don't encourage people, and I said this on the YouTube channel, I actually don't encourage people to jump on Clubhouse and start rooms right away because it requires you to have an audience. And if you don't have people that are following you, they're not going to see the room. So the best way really is, you know, when you're starting out and you're really looking to grow that audience, it is to be on stages with other people and collaborate with other people because you can still be seen as an authority or, you know, be known for what you want to be known for without having to have the audience right away. So the most time people are going to look at your bios is when you're in a room and you're up on stage or you are followed by somebody's up that's up on stage because they got nothing better to do while they're listening than to just click on people's faces and read their bio and it pops up right in, it doesn't disrupt the room. It's not like it leaves the room or anything like that. So that's really important. Now, the other side of it you mentioned is the words that come from your lips. And this is going to be an area where a lot of people are going to struggle because especially marketers, you know, help them explain a little bit of the culture on the platform because you don't just say, Hey everybody, I am an expert and here's my credentials, right? Explain how important it is. The words that you say, because you don't have a lot of time to say it. Yes, this is really key. It's really key when you're on Clubhouse. Yes, you want to be seen as an expert, but you want to do it in a way and and that you're adding value to the conversation. Some of the best experts that I've seen, like Mike or like other people that I've seen on the platform, people that really understand the value of just curating great conversations. It's not really about stressing that you know what you know. It's really about being able to expand the conversation and not just to promote a product or service either, because that is a great way to not be invited on anyone's stage again. And so there are certain rules to the game or certain etiquette things that you want to keep in mind when you're getting on stage. If you're getting on stage and you're a guest in someone else's room, you want to start with, my question is, and then 
without a whole big backstory, just really going into your question and making sure that you're clear and concise with it. And then when if someone needs to know more information, they'll ask you. Or if you're collaborating with someone else, then you're able to go into a little bit further detail. But even still, you want to make sure that how you're introducing yourself is clear and concise. I've really, um, like I said in the beginning, I had to work on that. I had to work on my own introduction so that I can really be clear and concise when I was going into the rooms and being on stages and really work on being able to add to the conversation or ask really great questions that expand the conversation as well without the marketing and the promotion or any of those things. Because if people see the value in what you're saying, I can guarantee you your DMs will be full and people will be on your Instagram or your Twitter channels. And this is really important. This is where the bio does the work, right? So you don't have to. Exactly. You go up on stage and you say, hey, I have some more value to add. I just want to add a little tip here, maybe, right? That's one way to do it instead of a question. Or I have a question and blah, blah, blah. And you just intelligently ask a question and say, can I ask a follow-up if it's it's allowed? And And that just gives you a chance to talk just a little bit. And if people know that you ask good questions because they're trying to create a great experience for everybody in the audience, they're going to start to follow you. They're going to start to choose you from the lineup of people whose hands are raised. And before you know it, you're being brought up on stage all over the place. And then all of a sudden, like Turdon mentioned, people start asking to collaborate with you. That's how it works. And that is not how it works in everyday life. It's a unique ecosystem there. The last part I want to ask you about, Jordan, since we're talking about positioning, is a lot of people, when they click on your bio, are going to click on your Twitter and or your Instagram account. And sometimes there's a disconnect between what they see there and what they see in your bio. Do you have any tips positioning-wise on how we ought to clean up our Instagram profile or our Twitter profile just to kind of make it all look synchronized? Yes, definitely. When it comes to Clubhouse, because it is very limited and what you can do there to develop that no like and trust factor through your bio and through your voice is very important. But if people want to see more to say, like, do I really trust them? I, I may like something that they said, but do I really feel like I can trust them? And usually that comes from the consistency they see on all of your other online platforms. And so anything that you're representing or you're talking about or that you have in your bio on Clubhouse should definitely be the content, the pictures, or even the uh, the small bio that you have on Instagram, that should match that as well. The same thing with Twitter. It should all match. For me, my brand positioning statement, which I think is... Uh, two or three lines down in my bio, it matches what I have in my Instagram bio. And it also matches what I have in my Twitter bio. And it also matches how the the content that I curate or the things that I speak about, because I want people to know me for these things. Excellent. Okay. Return on intention. What the heck is that? (laughs) That's the R in uh, profit. What does that mean? Yes. Yes. Well, return on intention. A lot of people say ROI is return on investment, but I like to say it's a return on intention because you have to first set your intentions for even being on Clubhouse or being in a room. The people that don't set their intentions when they're in a room, they just spend time. And then what you'll find out is that anytime you spend, it ends up costing you. So the people who set their intentions when they're in a room 
they're investing their time and anyone who is investing anything, you should be doing so with an expectation of having a return on your investment or in this case, really just an return on your return on your intention. So what does that mean exactly? I guess I'm not understanding. What are some example intentions that you might have when you're on the platform, just so people can wrap their head around that? Sure. So your intentions could be to curate a great conversation with like-minded individuals. It Uh, could be to discover people that you don't know. It could be to uh, drive interactions outside of Clubhouse. It could be to understand your your target audience better through the questions that they ask. It could be um, collaborating with other industry experts. It could be to increase the authority for your positioning. So those are a few intentions that you can set for being on the platform so that you're investing your time wisely. I don't think a lot of people think about that. I love this. So any advice on where to start? Because to be honest with you, a lot of people probably when they're trying out a new platform like Clubhouse, they have no expectations. They don't even know what their intention should be. So (laughs) what should we think about when we're thinking about intention? I mean, everything you just mentioned sounded amazing. But I might not think that way. If I was to have like a notepad and a piece of paper, how would I even start thinking about intention? Sure. So with the Clubhouse culture, because Clubhouse really is its own culture, the, the thing that you have to keep in mind is the first intention is always to add value. Every other intention that you have, it, it gives you the focus to the value that you're adding so that you can receive that intended return. And so that first intention, adding value is really non-negotiable, but I think that everyone should have a secondary intention so that you're not so rigid that you can't adjust when the opportunity presents itself. And so something, so I'll go back to the story of how I met you and that was a part of that, the positioning, but I was there to add value to that room. I was on stage to add value there. And so then when you entered the room and I read your bio and I saw who who you were, then my intention changed because when you stepped into the room, I knew that I wanted you to be able to see me as an authority in the space that I was in. And so my intention became to be able to ultimately collaborate with you in a room or to just connect with you and because that would be a connection that I want to make. And so my intention first was to add value to that room, but my next intention was to be able to connect with someone that I feel would be a great collaboration, which it has been. And so that is one way. I love that. And so I'm thinking on the fly with you and I'm thinking, okay, one of my intentions other than adding value might be to develop some prospects for my business, right? So, exactly. or maybe my intention would be to get some DMs in my inbox, right? I mean, if they call it an inbox, I don't even know what they call it, right? <laughs> right. right? So, right. so to provide right. so much value that people DM me saying you are amazing. Maybe that's one of my intentions, right? Exactly. And then with that, I can begin having a private conversation with these individuals that could lead to something downstream, right? Is that an example of what you're talking about? That is an example. Another example can be, you know, as a social media marketer, as a digital marketer, as a business owner, any role that you fill, it is always important that you have market research. It's always important that you're understanding your audience as you're developing 
products and services for your company. And so another way that you can have a great return on your intention is just having a spreadsheet and listening to the audience in rooms that are around your subject matter, because then you can write out the questions that you're hearing and take that. And that becomes your next piece of content. It it becomes the next room that you create. It becomes, you know, something that you can use to be able to speak the language of your audience and use the correct messaging when you are online with them. I love that. Uh, Another intention might be research, which I've definitely done. I've done a number of rooms where I have intentionally chosen topics to see whether people were interested in the topics. Like I've picked very narrow topics. I've also done rooms where I've decided I'm going to write an article, but I want to source some creative uh, feedback from people that are in the room. And there's also discovery, right? Which could be an intention, right? Like I want to discover new talent in this niche. For example, if you're into like cryptocurrency, my gosh, there's a huge community on Clubhouse, right? And you could discover all these crypto people you never even knew existed before. Exactly. Or if you want to discover some new marketers, they're all there. But many of them you've never heard of before because they're not on YouTube, right? Or they're not on whatever the podcasting. So all these things are possible intentions that could be part of your strategy at any given moment for Clubhouse, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are all really great intentions to set as well, because then you will know, you know, based on this conversation that I had, based on the value that I brought, did I, am I getting a return on the intention that I set for today? Perfect. Okay. Let's talk about the offer, the O in profit. This is one of the biggest challenges that a lot of marketers have is, well, if I'm not supposed to pitch, I'm supposed to add value. How in the world do I even have an offer on Clubhouse? (laughs) Right. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, the great thing about it is because your first intention is adding value, an offer really is just an extension on that intention because it's something that you can give that's tangible of value to solve an immediate need or to meet a desire of the audience that you're adding value to. So what you want to do you don't want to just have these conversations with an audience and then when the room goes away, you don't, you don't connect with them afterward. You want to be able to deepen your relationship with them and you want to be able to deepen the connection that you're making with them. And so having something of value to offer in exchange for their information, it really plays a big part in you continuing that conversation once the clubhouse room is closed or once, you know, the room has ended, they have a way to continue to hear from you and continue to carry that conversation and deepen their relationship and start trusting you even more than they did when they initially came across you in the room. Can you give an example of how you've done this? Sure. So the way that I've done that was with Clubhouse Daily. That was my offer. My offer was I I saw what the gaps were in the marketplace. I heard what people were saying that was missing from their experience with Clubhouse. And then I created a way for them to be a part of a community. That was my offer for them to be a part of a community of and find people to collaborate with, to get the resources they need, to get information, to be able to engage and network with like-minded individuals who are also on the same platform. And so in exchange for their name and phone number and email, they got access to the Clubhouse Daily Group. You know, some of the things that I've done is I have done two different videos, which I, I think you I'm pretty sure you've seen them on Clubhouse. One of them has been watched 
a lot. I don't know. It's like over a hundred thousand times, I think, or something crazy like that. And I, and in my bio, I said the URL, a simple URL to find the videos. And I would tell people, Hey, if you want to learn more about clubhouse, go to this place, you know, or I would pin it in my tweet, right. Which is really easy for people to get to, because I would say, click on my Twitter profile and look at the pinned tweet. And at the top would be the video. So they could just watch it without having to remember how to put in a URL. Is that an example of an offer? That is an example of an offer. Typically with an offer, though, people are exchanging their information. So even with the the YouTube, if they subscribe, then it, it can be considered an offer because now they're engaging with you. And now every time that you have a video about something else, whether it's Clubhouse or whether it's anything that you're speaking about, then they're engaging with you and you, you are still able to nurture them through your content. So I would say actually it's an offer, especially if you're um, which I know in your videos, you have a lot of call to actions. And so especially with those calls to action, uh, if, if, they, if they actually take you up on those and subscribe or want to learn more about what you're doing and end up opting into something that you may be presenting. Another thing that I've done recently is I tell everybody, if you go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash Q, the letter Q, um, you can go ahead and see all the future clubhouse rooms that I have scheduled and you can put your email address in there and you will automatically get a calendar invitation every time we have a new room so that you don't miss our rooms. Oh yeah, that's a great offer. <laughs> that is a really great offer. Because that's free, right? Because what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to get people to continue to show up every week and engage and participate with me live. Yes. Because see, when marketers think offer, they think sale, but we're not really talking about a sale here. We're talking right. about an ongoing engagement, really, is what I'm hearing exactly. you say. Exactly. Yes, it definitely is an ongoing engagement. It's really, like I was saying earlier, it's really continuing the conversation that you were having on Clubhouse. So you're able to continue that conversation by saying, hey, I have something of value to to be able to present to you and we can continue this conversation and you, and we can have more conversations down the line when I'm speaking about this again. I've also heard of people saying DM me on Instagram. That is also something that I think is relatively common. Do you hear people saying this a lot? Yes. People do say DM me on Instagram and I kind of teeter totter like, okay, is that an offer? And it kind of is indirect way. <laughs> it, it starts a back and forth dialogue, right? But it could be it does. DM me on Instagram for XYZ. Then it's an offer, right? Exactly. So DM me on Instagram if you want the link or DM me on Instagram if you want a PDF resource or something, right? Absolutely. And then that continues the engagement in the conversation as well. Is there any other things we need to know about the offer, quote unquote? No, but the thing that you just brought up with with people DMing you. The other great part to that, uh, if you are doing social media ads or anything like that, if someone DMs you, they then become an audience for you to be able to retarget with ads if you do have a free offer or a paid offer that you do want to send them to. So that's another great way to gather them as an audience and also continue the conversation as well. Plus, uh, hint, hint to everybody coming up in the future, you will hear a uh, future podcast episode about uh, Instagram DM automation, <laughs> which, oh, yes. which is yes. coming very soon and uh, will allow even cooler stuff for marketers. Turdon, I know we've just scratched the surface of your strategy. If people want to learn the entire strategy or they want to discover more about you and or they want to follow you on Clubhouse, like where do you want to send them? Like, do you have a place you want them to go? 
Sure. So if people want to connect with me, the cool thing is, is that I'm the only Turdon in 7 billion people. So you can't miss me online on every platform. I'm Turdon Debo. So T-E-R-D-A-W-N-D-E-B-O-E on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on uh, Clubhouse, on, on all the platforms. I'm Turdon Debo. If you want to know more about the strategy that I'm talking about, I do have a monthly masterclass that I host called Clubhouse to Cashflow. And that's at clubtocashflow.com. And you'll be able to see everything that I talk about in further detail. And I go into a lot more detail about everything that I spoke about today. Trudon Debo, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing all your awesome wisdom and insight. We're better because of it. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's always a pleasure. And hey, if you missed anything, because you're on the go, and I know many of you are, we take the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 458. And if you're new to this show, follow us, hit the subscribe button, whatever the action is on the platform of choice that you listen on. And if you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I am at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I promise. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.